Hello, friends, and welcome to Out of This World, a show um, today. I've got a very special uh, program on. We'll be channeling, I'll be channeling messages from Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall, Gregory Peck, Peter Laurie, Ronald Reagan, John Wayne, and, and others. I was at a, um, a famous old hotel here um, about uh, a month ago, and I sat down to have some homemade apple pie and, and some homemade ice cream. And who would sit next to me than Humphrey Bogart, of course, in the spirit world. And he, he said, uh, uh, Ted, I followed your work and I would love to do a show with you. And so we started talking and I said, oh, I'd love to do it with you. And then he brought in all of his friends as actors and actors, actress friends. They have quite a bit to say. And um, the show ended up as 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 a result of that, that wonderful, you know, um, uh, that wonderful interaction. Um uh, at any rate, I've got a whole bunch of messages from lots of different actors and actresses for the show today, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Joining me with the show again, as was joining my uh, co-host, uh, Gail, from Gail of Gaia. She has her own radio show, and I appreciate her so much for helping me share my show today. Uh, one of the things I want to start off with, of course, is a um, playing my, my uh, 528 hertz tuning fork. This is um, um, when you... When you, this is 528 is the frequency of love. And when you hit this tuning fork here with this crystal from Lemuria, you spread love everywhere. So I'm going to go ahead and hit that now. The one there. This is actually the frequency of love, my friends. So I'll do it again. When you think about it. Um, great, great. I, um, um, you know, get, getting in touch with all these actors and actresses, um, for that, um, that produce such wonderful movies. It's just such an honor to, to talk with them, uh, now. And the first, uh, the first actor I want to talk with is, um, is Humphrey Bogart. And, uh, okay, great. If we could, sh- if we could show the first image of Humphrey Bogart, uh, Don, that would be great. Sorry, I didn't get to you earlier, but that would be that would be uh, that'd be great. He was in World War One, and of course, in World War Two in the in the movie industry. There's Humphrey Bogart. This is out of 1940, just a few years before he did Casablanca. Um, you know, as everyone else in, during the time World War Two, they were very patri- patriotic. And um, Humphrey was a was a great guy. We, I talked to uh, to him at length about his uh, service in World War One and service in World War Two. And um, what I'd like to go ahead and do, we've got two short clips um, I want to play. The first one is, um, here's Looking at You, Kid, followed by, this is the beginning of a beautiful, uh, beautiful friendship to start the program. Lou, you have your man go with Mr. Laszlo and take care of his luggage. Certainly, Rick. Anything you say. Try Mr. Lazo's luggage and put it on the plane. Yes, sir. This way, please. If you don't mind, you fill in the names. That'll make it even more official. You think of everything, don't you? And the names are Mr. and Mrs. Victor Laszlo. But why my name, Richard? Because you're getting on that plane. I don't understand. What about you? I'm staying here with him till the plane gets safely away. No, Richard, no. What has happened to you last night? Last night we said a great many things. You said I was to do the thinking for both of us. Well, I've done a lot of it since then. It all adds up to one thing. You're getting on that plane with Victor where you belong. But, Richard, no one... Now, but... you've got to listen to me. You have any idea what you'd have to look forward to if you stayed here? Nine chances out of ten, we'd both wind up at a concentration camp. Isn't that true, Louis? 
I'm afraid, Major Strauss, I would insist. You're saying this only to make me go. I'm saying it because it's true. Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work, the thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have, we, we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. When I said I would never leave you. And you never will. But I've got a job to do too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Ilza, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. Okay, that's the first segment. And the second segment is a classic one uh, where um, <laughs> the Nazi officer shows up at the airport. And I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll, you'll see the line here. Yeah, let's, Don, let's go ahead and play that second segment. That'd be great. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate it. What was the meaning of that phone call? Victor Laszlo is on that plane. Why do you stand here? Why don't you stop him? Ask Monsieur Rick. Get away from that phone. I would advise you not to interfere. I was willing to shoot Captain Rano, and I'm willing to shoot you. Hello. Put that phone down. Get me the radio tower. Put it down. Major Strasser has been shot. Round up the usual suspects. Well, Rick, you're not only a sentimentalist, but you've become a patriot. Maybe, but it seemed like a good time to start. I think perhaps you're right. Good idea for you to disappear from Casablanca for a while. There's a free French garrison over at Brazzaville. I could be induced to arrange a passage. My letter of transit? I could use a trip. But it doesn't make any difference about our bet. You still owe me 10,000 francs. And that 10,000 francs should pay our expenses. Our expenses? Mm-hmm. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, that was the time, as I said, when a lot of Americans were very patriotic. This film was released uh, just after they um, we invaded North Africa. 
um, and um, to to you know gain the freedom uh, and eventually going into Europe uh, from Italy. And it was just an amazing film. It was done on low production. A lot of films were coming out at the time, and they didn't know whether it would be successful or not. But it was a great film. And um, this next clip I've got is um, it's actually was was done when I was. Um, uh, uh, near the hotel, this hotel, this famous hotel, not on the hotel, but near it. And I was uh, interviewing uh, Humphrey Bogart and a lot of other famous actors. So I'm going to play this now. Don, I'm sorry I wasn't able to send this to you. I'm just going to play it on my Zoom recorder so you'll hear it through the microphone. It should be okay. Hello, friends. This is Ted. I'm at a famous hotel <coughs> where... Hello, friends. This is Ted. I'm at a famous hotel <coughs> where uh, many, um, many different um, oh, wonderful movie stars in the 50s, 40s, and 60s stayed here in the in the in the Southwest um, to make movies back westerns um, back in the day, and they're still here. I had been um, traveling across the country, and I stopped here for to have some some lunch one day a couple months ago, and lo and behold, when I sat down. Who came to sit next next to me but, but Humphrey Bogart? And he came in and he asked me if I would uh, do a show with with him from the uh, from this place, and I said I'd love to. But uh, I'm, but anyway, he's here as well as Doris K, Doris Day, Lauren Bacall, um, Ronald Reagan, Gregory Peck, Peter Lorre of all people, and, and John Wayne. Uh, they're they're all here. And Humphrey's going to come first with his messages. He said that. During the time that they made Casablanca, it was actually a low-budget film, he said, that was rushed into production um, because they wanted to bolster um, American support for the for the attack in North Africa. Uh, and so that's, and they did it quickly, too, and there were lots of different movies at the time coming out. And honestly, the producers didn't realize, didn't know whether it would be a success, but it was a huge success, of course. Casablanca is, is, um, is, a, is a famous film. Um, shot um during during here in the studio uh, here and it um what it was all about of course if you've seen the film it was a uh, um th there was a, a person fighting fighting the nazis uh he, he and uh ingrid bergman were fighting the nazis and they came to uh casablanca to escape to america through lisbon and the west and to get away from the nazi oppression and to fight for freedom for for all of Europe, away from the uh, from from the uh, from from Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. And uh, anyway, it talks about their their trials and tribulation. And one of the famous lines, of course, in <coughs> Humphrey Bogart's um, in the movie, he said, "Well, here's looking at you, kid." <laughs> And um, anyway, uh, Ingrid Bergman just came in now, so I'm going to be talking to her in a in a few minutes as well. But it's just amazing to be able to talk to these um, wonderful people. They're not dead; they're just on the other side in a in a different kind of energy form. But Humphrey um, um, is saying now that the kind of the kind of <clears throat> problems the United States has been having now is it's it's we are in a war. He said, and it's not an obvious war. Not well. Maybe it's getting obvious to some. I think it's obvious to a lot of people, but for some people, it's not an obvious war because it's coming from within the government. The government itself is is fake, he said, and and it's an attempt by a foreign power, China, and and other members of the cabal to take over this great country, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. They're destroying the economy, destroying our um, 
infrastructure, uh, killing off our population with uh, with the um, with the uh, vac- uh, vaccination program, and um, but he's quite 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 upset and disappointed too because um, he loves America. And um, all the actors and actresses love America. Doris Day, Lauren Bacall, Ronald Reagan, he'll be here in just a minute. Gregory Peck, uh, Peter Laurie, John Wayne. And, um, you know, they, they had a strong belief that, uh, you know, that um, as George Washington has told me, you know, that, that this, this country was meant, the United States was meant as a beacon for the rest of the world. And, and now we have people within the government, uh, a fake government, they're all saying that's that's here to try to destroy this country um, in a very very short period of time, and people need to stand up and reclaim their freedoms. They need to reclaim their rights. They need to reclaim um, their spirit, and um, the spirit of uh, we should have a second revolution is what they're all saying now. Because um, if we don't stand up for our rights, nobody else is going to, and we'll be enslaved by this uh, dictatorial regime. And it's a fake government. It's it's. Um, um, we should be aware that this has been in the plans for, for many, many years. But uh, uh, Humphrey, is, Humphrey Bogart is saying now that maybe we should have, he thinks we should have another film um, called Casablanca 2, where we're fighting against um, the cabal and um, the attempts and Biden and, and, and uh, uh, the Illuminati to destroy this, this great country. But um, they're all here right now. And John Wayne... Uh, just stepped in, and um, he stayed at this at this hotel where I am right now. And and Mr. Wayne, uh, John's an incredible guy. Um, he was sort of yes, everyone uh, knows he was a no nonsense uh, no nonsense actor um, who believed in in the United States and of course in the Constitution and uh, especially in in the rights of freedom for people um, to do and express themselves um, the way they wished and and to. And to have and have a joyful and, and peaceful life, but um, he's here as well, and he says that we need to st- all stand up, um, uh, like he did in his movies, uh, for truth and justice and freedom. And um, uh, there's no there's no excuse for not doing anything right now about this government and what Biden's doing with the shot program and the fake government. Biden is totally illegitimate. There's not one legal justification for him and his uh, henchmen as part of his administration. And people all need to stand up. And we need to have uh, 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 for people to learn to stand up right now because otherwise we're not going to have any much of a country left. Uh, Ronald Reagan is here. He was also in um, some of these movies in the 50s and 60s, um, and he was, of course, you know, he was the president of the United States back in the in the 1980s, and he said that the assassination attempt that was done on him in the early 80s was an attempt to get rid of him and put in uh, George Bush um, Sr. in to replace him. Unfortunately, after they, they did shoot him back in the early 80s, um, that was uh, an explicit threat against his life, um, so that... Uh, uh, George Bush Sr. would become the next president following him afterwards to take over the country, and he did. He started with the uh, New World Order, and everybody knows what happened after that. We had the uh, Gulf War uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, Clinton came in uh, and, uh, and and perpetuated Monsanto and GMO Foods, 
a lot of people got sick from that. Um, but it's, it's been it's been one thing after the other. We've been in sort of a constant battle. But uh, President Reagan is here, and he's happy to, to talk to you all today. He said to remain strong. We all have to stand up for our rights and liberties, because if we don't, no one else is going to do it. And um, we could perish as a country unless we stand up for our rights right now, today. Um, uh, and... Um, um, uh, Mr. Reagan said that uh, he loves this country, he loves America, and um, and is all with you, um, as well as President Kennedy. President Kennedy is here. Um, he's, he and, and Jackie um, have uh, have been our, our 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 president and first lady ever since he was assassinated back on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, and uh, I talk to him frequently. Um, but he's, he's here and, and he says he's sending you his love and, and, um, and love and light to all, all Americans, all people of the world. Um, we are, if he hadn't been assassinated, of course, back in the sixties, um, we would be in the fifth dimension right now and we would be living in, in a true paradise. We'd have, um, I hope my recorder is still running. <laughs> Let's see here. It looks like, uh, hold on here. No, we that might have, um, oh, that's too bad, I think. Okay, I guess that's it. There's, there's, I thought that the uh, recording was longer than that, but, um, um, that's okay. All right, good. Well, I hope you I hope you like that, my friends. And um, let me give. Okay, let me give. Um, okay, let me give you uh, an update on that. I've been getting messages from them as we've been speaking all, all, all along here. Thanks so, so much, Don, for for saying that. I really appreciate your your beautiful support. One of the things that uh, President Reagan just came in and told me now, he said that. Um, I don't have the exact quote with me, but he wanted me to to mention it to you. He said that what if this was back like in 86 or 88, I think it was um, maybe um, 88. He said, what would the world be like if we had a common enemy, not of this planet? Would we learn to get along at that point? And he was referring, of course, to the influence of the uh, of the reptilians and the greys who we knew about um, very well because he was familiar with the uh, agreement agreement uh, that was done by President Eisenhower <clears throat> in March of 1954. Um, President Reagan explained to me that uh, Eisenhower signed this agreement with a negative extraterrestrial species called the Greys um, and, and the reptilians that in exchange for their, their uh, technology to fight the Soviets at the time, that, that he, would, he would allow these two uh, nasty negative alien races to abduct and so-called study us humans. And uh, he said he was forced, uh, Eisenhower himself, I've talked to President Eisenhower about this before. He said he was forced into, he felt like he was forced into the agreement because these negative ET races uh, threatened to kill many, many, many Americans and many people around the planet if he didn't go along with this agreement. But, you know, he could have gotten help six months before the the reptilians and the greys came in March of 54 for um, for to try to force him to sign this agreement, the Pleiadians had come. Our brothers, space brothers and sisters, had come. Uh, they, those Pleiadians look just like us, except they're just in a higher vibration. Um, but they are they are like in the fifth dimension. But they look just like us. And um, he he could have called on them 
to help because they'd offered six months before to help with our spiritual and technological evolution, except that um, they wanted us to get rid of all our nuclear weapons. They said that we shouldn't have had uh, nuclear technology on this planet. It was going to destroy us and we should get rid of our, all, all of our weapons and they would help us. Uh, Eisenhower personally liked the Plutians. They had good energy and he liked them, but uh, Richard Nixon did not. He, he, um, he said that Nixon said that he had a lot of friends, medical doctors and people in the pharmaceutical industry um, who they would lose money and they'd lose their jobs if everybody was suddenly cured of all their diseases. Now, wouldn't that be something else? Because that's what the Plutians had offered him is a disease-free planet based upon free energy. And there's another whole area of oil companies and, and their, their kind wanting to tie us into the oil. And look at the high gas prices, prices now, my friends. All of these, uh, President Reagan is saying that this is just a tool to bring America to its knees we shouldn't have had, we should have no oil problems in this country at all. Biden is the one, you know, who illegitimately came to power two years ago. And one of the first things he did was to stop stop the um, Kidder Peabody, um, uh, the, uh, oil, the, the oil pipeline coming in from Canada to the United States, guaranteeing that, that in a situation like this, they would be able to uh, create, falsely create an oil shortage, which would drive up the prices. That's exactly what um, what President Reagan was is talking about now, and it's all Biden's fault. It, absolutely, the cabal had us has this all planned. Everything between food shortages and oil shortages, and they're trying to drive um, America and the world to its knees. Um, one of the things that Ronald Reagan is just telling me now, he says, you know, you forget some. If you forget the lessons of history, you're bound to repeat them. That was from, from Lord Acton, he says, in 19th century England. And <clears throat> in the past, Stalin, when he collectivized um, the, the Russian farms in the 1920s and 30s, he intentionally introduced starvation to force Russian people, the Russian people, to accept communism under him. He, that was something he did intentionally. Mao Zedong did the same thing after the communists took over uh, China in 1949. He intentionally engaged in a starvation program to force people to accept communism in China. And they're doing it the same playbook fashion right now, right here in the, in the, um, um, uh, in the United States where we used to have a lot more freedoms than we do. The Uvalde shooting, um, President Reagan was a false flag event staged by the cabal. There were no, actually, he asked, why, why don't you see any children in the ambulances? How come there's no blood? That's because that thing was fake and was it was falsified. He said, uh, with respect to the, the uh, police chief of Uvalde, why did he wait 45 minutes before sending in his 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 um, his people, his police officers? That's because the police chief in Uvalde was told it was fake. That's why he hesitated before putting it in. Now, within a couple of within a couple of weeks, we've got brand new gun legislation restricting our rights to to, to guns in this country in in, uh, in violation of the Second Amendment, and um, President Reagan saying the whole thing was a total setup. Look how quickly they, they caved to the cabal and restrict our gun rights when we've got so many other problems. We've got pollution problems, uh, so our social unrest, um, high gas prices, a lot of things that, that where we could devote our energies to, 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 to fixing. Um, but, you know, we could, why, why are they so quick to restore, to restrict our, our gun rights under the Second Amendment? And yet they don't care, seem to care about any other issues. At any rate, he's, he has quite a bit to say. I'm going to go back to um, Humphrey Bogart now. And he said, um, I challenged him the other day and he came in. Um, I'm so, so honored and, and feel so privileged to talk to him. I really loved his acting. And he has a, he's got a beautiful heart, too. 
He's, he said, um, quote, I served in World War I and worked in the movie industry during World War II. Our enemies um, were well known back then, or so we thought. But today's war is different. I know it's a little repetitive, but I'm going to read what he said. Today's war is different because the battle lines are not so obvious because the enemies are from, from within. They are our own government and corporations who want to kill us. Um, it's clearly time we take back our country, and there needs to be a second American revolution, and I agree with him. Um, what they are doing to us Americans and the rest of the uh, rest of the world with the shock program is far worse in many respects than what the Nazis did in World War II, which we were fighting back then when I was uh, working in the movie industry. <coughs> this is because of the genetic dynamics to humanity will last for many ger- generations with far more people killed and injured than all of the wars in the history of this planet. Imagine that. That's an amazing Profound statement, uh, Mr. Mogart said. The politicians and corrupt leaders, and you know who they are, he said, for this shock program will all eventually pay severely for their awful crimes against humanity. It is just a matter of time before everyone wakes up and realizes what they've done so far and what they've been trying um, to do. So um, I, I really want to thank um, uh, Mr. Bogart for um, for coming in. I will be doing more shows with him in the future. I feel in many ways I'm just kind of um, kind of um, touching the surface on on what's going on. But um, anyway, I'll cover as many actors and actresses and their messages as I as I can now. The next the next uh, movie star to come in is Gregory Peck, um, and uh, if we could play his um, show his his picture too, Don. Thank you so much, my friend. If you could. Could show that that would be great. Thanks, my friend. Yeah, let's let's show Gregory Peck's uh, picture, and then I'll read a little bit and give you his messages as well. There's yeah, thanks so much. There he is. There's Gregory Peck, great actor. Um, he's one of the most popular film stars from the 1940s to the 1970s. Um, he um, um, he's considered one of America's um, best actors. He had a whole bunch of films. Alfred Hitchcock Spellbound in 1945. <clears throat> there's a whole bunch of, there's a list, there's a list of about 20 films here. <laughs> it would take me several hours to go through all of them. But I'm going to cut to the chase and get to the, uh, get to the, one of his, his political beliefs. He, um, um, in 1983, he's, he uh, starred in um, The Scarlet and, and, and The Black um, uh, as a World War II movie, uh, as a Catholic priest who saved thousands of escaped uh, uh, Allied POWs and Jewish people in Rome during the, the Second Second World War, which was based on on what what really really happened there. He was active in politics, um, and he um, he challenged the the, the, the House Un American Activities uh, Committee in 1947, and was regarded as a political appointment by by President Richard Nixon, of all things, in the early 70s. Um, uh, President Johnson honored him, Gregory Peck, with a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1969 for his lifetime humanitarian efforts. And he passed away at the age of 87, I believe, um, back, um, I've got to look at the right date here, um, in 2000, in 2003. And he said that um, the kind of injustice is happening right right now in the United States should be troubling to everyone here because they're trying to take away our constitution. We're not talking about only the second amendment, but rather freedom of speech, um, freedom of association, freedom of the press, 
First Amendment rights. I mean, look at the censorship he's saying at, at um, in the media and social media nowadays. There's actually very few media outlets um, like my show and Gail's show and other other light workers' show where we speak the truth. We try to speak the truth, and we're not controlled by anybody. But back in his day, it was far more. There was far more freedom of the press, far more freedom of speech. Um, people weren't clamped down there like they are now. But they tried. You know, they called it. Um, you know, the uh, a, a war against communism, which it, we look back, we, we think it's kind of ridiculous now. But that's true. They were trying to shut down. They're using the same. They're not really. I, I don't know what justification they can give. But I mean, look at uh, look at some of these social media outlets. They'll ban you. They'll cut your channel. They'll, they'll strike your post. What? For speaking the truth? Where in the Constitution can they do that? They needed a good lawsuit. And I have to I have to. He's saying, you know, he he does like our current Supreme Court. They're doing a lot of good work. He lights their um, their support of the Second Amendment. There's a reason why uh, Gregory Peck said that we had the Second Amendment. That's because of the tyranny of, of King George back in in uh, when the country was founded back in the uh, in 1776, because we needed a, we needed a balance against corrupt government, and we've got a terribly corrupt government nowadays. And Biden's fake. Everything he does is fake. Why does anybody pay attention to him? I have no idea, but it's a government like, um, like, a, like that, that of uh, CNN, where if, if something says on the news, people are supposed to believe it. I don't think so. But uh, Gregory Kretz, a great, a great man, and I did talk to him at length about, his, um, about his, his political views. And he's very concerned that we're entering into a, a, a possible time of fascism. Well, we will lose our rights here in this great country. And uh, unfortunately, there are still some Americans out there and other, pe- and other people around the world who are asleep. And I think they get lulled sometimes maybe in this false sense of complacency. Um, maybe they watch too much cabal news. You know, what, uh, um, what uh, Ronald Reagan said now, he's, he stepped in again. He said during World War II, Stalin um, really admired Hitler in some ways, even though they were enemies. He might, reminded his, his work on perpetuating the big lie because Hitler said, if you say a lie loud enough and long enough, people will believe it. Okay, and we got plenty of examples today. What did the big farmers companies, um, according to President Reagan, say um, a couple of years ago or last year? They said that this vaccine was safe and effective. How many times did we hear that? Safe and effective. Okay, now we're finding out that the mortality rate for mothers, pregnant mothers in the United States, who take the shot, the COVID shot, eighty-four to ninety-seven percent. Um, of all their births are stillborn. The babies are DEA dead. They're absolutely dead. Thanks, Pfizer, for killing off our people here in the United States and other countries. And those are government, even the corrupt government in the United States, those are those figures out of the various the civilian various system. I mean, what more do you need? What more evidence do you need? Um, there was actually um, a bunch of hackers who broke into the databases of Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson here. It was about three or four months ago. Maybe yeah, three or four months ago, and they broke into their databases, and then they published um, their information from these big pharma companies on a site called www.howbadismybatch.com. Howbadismybatch.com, and it turned out that there were three levels of death with the shots. The first level of death, where people die within ten to fourteen days from a heart attack or stroke. The second, if you manage to go through that first fourteen days. And if you live, you might live for, for another five or six months. 
Isn't that great? They let us live five or six months, and then they people die of cancer, uh, of, of HIV, AIDS, of heart attacks, of strokes, you name it. Now, if you manage to go through that second level, then you might live for a year and a half to two years. And if you do live that long, it's the, 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 the shot program itself is programmed to have um, uh, HIV, AIDS, as well as mad cow disease. Isn't that a wonderful future that Biden wants for us? And now Biden has, has implemented a program for little children down to four or six months old. The FDA, the corrupt, corrupt government in the United States, the FDA, who doesn't represent the American people now, are basically saying it's okay to kill your children with these shots. Very few people live from these shots. Most people die. And so um, at any rate, uh, J- Jimmy Stewart um, had quite a bit to say about that. He was an American actor, military pilot. He was, uh, his film career uh, spanned 80, uh, how many films? 80 films from 1935 to 1991. A great man. Could we show his um, picture if that's okay? Uh, Don, um, thanks, my friend, for, um, for uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. That would be, uh, that would be great. Um, okay, we don't have the picture. Really? Oh, no, it disappeared on me. Okay, well, thanks. Thanks so much, Don. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it, but it disappeared. Um, at any rate, um, he, um, he, uh, a licensed pilot, um, he enlisted in the, uh, Stewart enlisted in the army air force after the, the U S entered the second world war in 1941. Uh, he came to rank of Colonel and received several awards for his, for his, um, for his service. Um, he, uh, for, for president Reagan, um, uh, appro- appointed Stewart, Jimmy Stewart to the rank of uh, major general in 1985. And um, he was, um, there's quite a bit here. Let me look at this here. Um, I should send you this. There was one more link I, I should send you. Um, let me do that quickly. There he is. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Don. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I know I give you a lot of work to do, and I appreciate it, my friend. Okay. Um, this one, this one is a, it's a fascinating little clip. It's called um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And the reason why this clip, I think, is significant, and it illustrates his patriotism, is that um, he himself was very concerned about the future of the United States. And um, he said that um, we, we had the potential to, re- to lose all of our uh, democracy if we weren't careful. And um, so what I want to do is to play this little clip. Um, There we go. I guess this is just another lost cause, Mr. Payne. All you people don't know about lost causes. Mr. Payne does. He said once they were the only causes worth fighting for. And he fought for them once, for the only reason any man ever fights for them. Because of just one plain, simple rule. Love thy neighbor. And in this world today, full of hatred, a man who knows that one rule has a great trust. You know that rule, Mr. Payne. And I loved you for it just as my father did. And you know that you fight for the lost causes harder than for any others. Yes, you even die for them. 
like a man we both knew, Mr. Payne. You think I'm licked? You all think I'm licked? Well, I'm not licked. And I'm gonna stay right here and fight for this lost cause. Even if this room gets filled with lies like these. And the tailors and all their armies come marching into this place. Somebody will listen to me. Wasn't that good? And that was back in a time when we actually, I think we had some people in Congress who actually listened to the American people. We don't have many today. Um, I, I, I'm sure we have some. <laughs> Here, give me a couple of years and I'll start to find one person in Congress who actually cares about the American people. But I mean, it sounds sarcastic, but Jimmy, Mr. Stewart, I, I really want to thank him for coming in. He's going to have a lot more to say. There was a second uh, little bit of a kind of a fun thing I want to play. And I hope this works. I, I sent you the link there. It's um, uh, the, the film in 1956, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Um, okay, if we could play that as well, that would be uh, that'd be great. Jimmy Stewart is the man who knew too much. If you tell even one word of what we Bernard whispered to you in the marketplace, your little boy will be in serious danger. Murder is no way to start a vacation. <laughs> the screen's most thrilling suspense tales the man who knew too much i can explain a little bit about the about the film it was uh, staged i think in london where he was on vacation and his little boy saw a murder being committed in this london theater and so the the film the film was about the man who knew too much and <laughs> i'm kidding you not i'm trying to maintain a straight face when i say this but he's got a sense of humor and he said um um the, the, the man today's Biden is the man who knows too little to be president of this great country and so-called leader of the so-called free world. So this this Biden is actually the man who knew, knows too little. <laughs> Did you hear this? This is a true thing. Uh, came out a couple of days ago. Biden now has invented the presidential yo-yo and the presidential uh, plastic ducks, daffy ducks, where he plays during news conferences. You'll see him now playing the presidential um, uh, yo-yo and playing with his little daffy duck toy. Um, this will keep him occupied. It'll help keep him from falling asleep. And it really instills confidence for me in his government. But anyway, I'm just kidding about the <laughs> about the, the yo-yos and the Daffy Ducks. But, I mean, it's gotten that bad. Um, I, uh, I, let's see. Okay, here's our next actor who's come in, John Wayne. I'm sure everyone knows about him. Lived from 1907 to 1979. Um, his real name was Marion Robert Morrison. He was born in Iowa, came out to, oh, good. Thank you so much. There's John Wayne. And um, his, his uh, career flourished during the silent era, the 1920s. Um, and he appeared in a, a total of 179 film and television productions. Um, in 1999, the American Film Institute selected John Wayne as one of the highest uh, male uh, stars of the American, classic American cinema. Um, he had all kinds of different roles. He appeared mostly in small, small parts to start off. And his first leading role came in, in uh, a Western called uh, Big Trail in 1930. Um, other Westerns included a cattleman driving his land. Um, 
let's see here. He started. He started as an ancient uh, gunfighter, um, and um, in 1979, before succumbing to stomach cancer two months later, he was posthumously uh, awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom um, by President Jimmy Carter, um, and good for him. Um, uh, Mr. Wayne is saying, quote, I, I channeled this earlier, quote, if I was alive today, I would organize a party to storm the Capitol and take back this great country. People have already been suffering too much under the fake regime of Biden and the Americans, and we Americans deserve better than what we have today, uh, a criminal federal government that's been taken over. All of us want our country and our world back. This nonsense has gone on long enough. And as you've noticed in his movies, he was a no-nonsense guy, cutting to the chase, and we actually need some of that today. I'm not advocating violence, but I am advocating that we do uh, work as hard as we can to take this government back because we're not getting help from other sectors of society. It's because we're kind of left on our own. Um, I really, I like President Trump. I know he's done a lot of good work, but I, I, um, but, um, I don't know. I don't know why things are taking so long and why the country is, while the country is getting destroyed. But I want to thank um, John Wayne for coming on today and sharing his thoughts. I will be bringing him on again in the future in another program, but thank you so much for sharing that. The next actress uh, I'd like to bring on is Catherine Hepburn. Amazing lady. She came to me when I was talking to the, the other actors and actresses yesterday, but if we could show her, her picture as well. Thanks, Don. This is Catherine Hepburn, amazing lady. Um, she lived from 1907 to 2003. She was an American film actress, a famous actress of film, stage, and, and television. Um, she appeared in over 60, uh, she, her, her career lasted over 60 years. And um, uh, in 1999, she was named the greatest female uh, actor um, by the American F uh, Film Institute. Um, uh, let me see here. There's quite a bit here. I'm trying to summarize things. Um, she shunned Hollywood publicity. Uh, the Hollywood publicity machine and refused to confirm society's expectations of women. Uh, famously wearing trousers before they became fashionable for women. Uh, she was briefly married as a young woman, but therefore lived independently. Um, Hepburn uh, epitomized the modern woman of the 20th century and is remembered as an important cultural figure. And her message today, and I thought this was interesting, and she has more to say, women have to stand up to the wicked men of the cabal who are running, ruining this country um, and this beautiful world. Isn't that interesting? She said that uh, men have ruled um, uh, this, this world long enough, and it's time for women now to take their place um, in, in, in helping, uh, in, in shepherding um, uh, the, the world into, into the ascension. It's very interesting. She said, if you look at, if you look at around, if you ever go to a, like a, um, a spiritual fair, a metaphysical fair, most of the people there are women. Nothing against men. It's just that most of the people there are women. And they, um, she needs says that uh, both men and women need to, uh, to awaken, awaken that divine feminine within them so that we can have a balanced planet. He said that, she said one of the problems with Atlantis is that um, it was imbalanced in terms of male energy and turned to be very warlike and ended up destroying much of the world. Um, that's what that's what needs to be done is to balance the male and female. It's not only applies to women, but men, too, because the, the, the male and female parts are within all of us. And that divine feminine energy needs to be added um, for, for all of us. But she's a, uh, um, a, a, a wonderful, a wonderful lady and a wonderful actress. And uh, 
I am so happy to uh, to bring her home briefly. I'll be having another show she, with her in the future. Yeah, go ahead. Gail. She she reminds me of uh, the female version of John Wayne, a no nonsense woman. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hey, if you got comments, just feel free to butt in. Sometimes I get lost in thought and I keep going. So just just come on in and talk. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, I actually, love that woman. I I thought she was great. I actually, always liked her attitude. There are two sides of the same coin. Catherine Hepburn, the strong. Uh, um, uh, strong woman leading, uh, fighting the fight against justice, and John Wayne too, for that matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, uh, regardless of how you, uh, you feel about them and what your political be- beliefs are, they were icons of the last century, and we need some of that now. You know, George Washington is here now, and he said, "Look, we didn't work as hard as we did to create the United States to have it only destroyed by a bunch of ruthless thugs and criminals." Um, now in the White House. And God knows where else, the cabal trying to tear down this great country and, and the world, enslave us all for nothing. What, to be their slaves? Uh, one of the things, he's, he, he's very upset. There was a Klaus Schwab where he says that uh, you will own nothing and be happy. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, there's a good propaganda piece. So you're going to lose all your wealth. You're going to lose all your, whatever you've had in your life. You're going to lose all that. And you'll be worker bees slaves for the cabal elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a real, that's a, that's a real good one. There. I would like to say to him, um, you, you will be in prison and you will enjoy it. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, three square meals a day. You'll meet people. If we went to prison, he'd meet people he'd never forget. I'm sure he'd have relationships he'd probably never dream about. And, um, <laughs> but their, their, their time is coming, but we have to, like the Palladians were saying earlier on my show uh, with Larkma, is that we, we're boots on the ground here. It's up to us to change this crazy situation. Because if we don't, it's just, it's just going to get, get worse, my friends. Um, I will be bringing on him, uh, uh, him again in the future. Um, now for a little comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Don, if we could show the picture of the Marx Brothers, that would be great. Thank you. Uh, now, now we've got. <laughs> they came to me. They came to me over the weekend. They're funny guys. <laughs> Just looking at them as laughter. There were um, the core of the act was three elder brothers. There was Chico, Harpo, and Groucho. Um, they um, they were uh, they were uh, part of the American comedy, American family comedy from 1905 to 1949, and they had 13 feature films. And um, just a great, I, I didn't have to, I, I should have, I, I, I'd love to play a clip, a clip from them would be so great. Maybe if I can find one before we go off the air, that would be, that would be good. But I wanted to um, play this or give you their message about what's going on today. He said that um, we love to make people laugh, but what's happening today, today is no laughing matter. As this once great country is slowly, but, but surely destroyed by a negative group of people born uh, both within the United States and outside the country. We need to take our country back before the U.S. and the world becomes a big, sad joke. That's from the Marx Brothers. And they were some of the greatest comedians in history from the last century. Um, and they weren't, you know, if you, if you watch their, their old comedy films, 
None of them, they didn't have any sex or violence. Like maybe well, they were slapstick comedy kinds of things, but they were very funny, you know, and, and they, they, they raised the vibrations of a whole generation, many generations. I haven't seen them for a very long time, and I still remember Gosh Mark with the, with the cigar going around. Well, you can see them. You can see them. And the mustache is, what, about two inches long? It's yeah. thick. It's like... Um, now, what are the, one of the things, useful things you can do if you've got a mustache, if you're a guy and you've got a mustache that long, you can filter out things in your soup you don't want, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, 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 very useful. But um, they, they are, um, they're, they're, there's, there's so much fun to, to see. I'm going to try to find a, a better, a good clip for them if we, if we have a few minutes here. Um, the next, um, the, the, the next, the next spirit to come through was Ronald Reagan. Uh, he lived from um, uh, 1911 to, uh, to 1904. Sorry, 1904. No, 2004 is <laughs> only off a of, off hundred years. Um, but he served as the, as the president of the Screen Actors Guild uh, from 1947 to 1952. He, um, of course, was governor of California back in the 60s. Um, or sorry, uh, yeah, back in the 60s. Um, he, um, let's see here. I'm kind of, I'm kind of summarizing everything. He challenged, he called the, the Soviet Union an evil empire in June of 1987. And he, he gave a speech in June of 80, in 1987 at the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin. And during that speech, um, he, he described the, uh, uh, the Soviet Union as an evil empire and challenged uh, Soviet General Secretary Mikhail Gorbachev to, to tear down the, the the Berlin Wall, and Gorbachev listened. And three years later, the Soviet Union disbanded as um, as as a country and gave freedom back to its its people. Some people say today that uh, um, the um, uh, the Soviet uh, the uh, the Russians uh, under Putin now have more freedom than we do here in the United States. You know, I mean, Putin has outlawed all um, GMO food. Within Russia, you can't buy GMO corn, GMO soybeans. The food's all healthy, unlike the United States. We're going to end uh, up importing organic food from Russia. Right. That's that's right. We are. We are. We are. And um, I don't know how you about, feel about Ukraine, but the cabal-controlled media says that the Ukraine is a tempt by Putin and the Russians to take over Ukraine and start a world war. Nothing further than the truth. That is total, total lies. What's happening is that thanks to Putin, he's gone in and cleaned, cleaned up the bioweapons, bioweapon labs, which we American paid, me and we American paid through, through Fauci and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Barack Obama to create these monstrous weapons of mass destruction in the Ukraine. And they were going to probably use it on Europe and, and Russia later. So that's what, that's what Putin's doing. He's cleaning it up. My guides say that we should be able to, he should, he should be out of there in the next, um, in the next, uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, I've got my notes here on it. It was back in 1987-88. Ronald Reagan said, what would the world be like if we had a common area, uh, a common, common enemy not of this planet? He said that quote. And um, so think about it. He knew about the alien threat posed by the reptilians and the greys. He knew about what they had done, um, killed a lot of people, abducted a lot of Americans, abducted a lot of people around this planet. And he looked at them as a, rightly as a threat. And he asked that, that, um, he asked that question. If you look up on Google, you can find it. 
So he knew quite a bit, and he said that there's still a, there's still a threat now. And actually, um, um, the, the war that's going on right now, President Reagan says, it's the war of the minds, the war of the minds for freedom. And as re- really, if you go to the very top, you look behind, if you look behind the curtain, he says, like the, like the Wizard of Oz, there, is, there, are, there are very dark negative entities behind all of that, but a lot of them aren't even human. <laughs> they're, they're the reptiles, they're the greys, allied with, the, the, with, the, um, with people like Bill Gates and the negative forces trying to destroy and take over this planet. It's not so much a human battle as much as it is a, um, a, battle of, um, a battle of the mind and a battle of information. That's why independent media like my show and uh, um, my show and Gail's show and all of us light workers trying to spread the truth about what's going on and P and Cullen earlier on my show. That's why I think these, these programs are so important because um, where else are you going to find the truth? You know, nobody controls me. Nobody controls Gail. Nobody controls Pia and Cullen of, uh, who give messages from the Larkma. We, I, I follow, um, I, I just give out the truth. That's an, an attempt to, to raise consciousness. I've been doing this now since November uh, 2013 or for uh, nine, almost nine years now. And, um, and I put my heart and soul into this, into this work because I sincerely want to make this world a better place and help people with, with the ascension. And I'm right there with you, uh, Ted. And I bring people on my shows that I hope will help people in sure. some way. Sure, right. That's right. That's right. And as President Kennedy has told me many times, we're all one. We all have the spark of the God within us. And um, um, we have to remember that um, so that if you um, if you hit someone or, or attack someone, really you're attacking yourself because if we all have that God link within us, why why would you, would you ever do that? Our next guest coming in um, is Spencer Tracy. Um, so if we could, uh, he's got some really interesting comments to make as well. Don, if we could show his picture as well. I hope you got it okay, my friend. That's great. Great, thanks. Handsome guy. He was, uh, he said, just said thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he was, um, he lived from 1900 to 1967. He was known for his natural performing style and, and uh, versatility. Um, he was one of the major stars of Hollywood's Golden Age. And he won two consecutive Academy Awards for the Best Actor from um, from nine different nominations. Uh, he uh, uh, he discovered his talent for acting while attending Ripon College, and later received a scholarship from the American Academy of Dramatic Art. Um, he spent thirty seven years there, and then his breakthrough came in nineteen thirty when he had a performance called "The Last Mile," caught the attention of Hollywood, and um, he starred with Humphrey Bogart in various films. Um, and he's uh, got a long history, amazing history. Um, you know, during his career, he appeared in 75 films, including his film, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, in 1967. He wants to give some messages on that. That was a great film. My grandmother took me to see that, and I'll never uh-huh. forget it. I yeah. was 14 at the uh-huh. time. Okay. Well, and it yeah. certainly had great impact as far as not being a racist. Not being a racist, yeah. Well, he's going to talk about that in a moment. He said that um, it was finished. Um, Guess who's coming to dinner in 1967 was completed just 17 days before he died. Um, and 
his me- the message from Guess Who's Coming to Dinner um, was the beginning of the end of racial inequality in America and in the world. Of course, there was Sidney Poitier, I believe his name was, was a black man who was dating a, a white woman. And, and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner was highlighted in the film. But it was a lesson for everyone that we are all one. And in spite of any racial, cultural or language differences, we are all the protege of God. Yes. Yeah, isn't that profound? And he sees that yes. now from the other side. When you pass over, many spirits have told me the same thing, that you have access to universal knowledge. Um, and also, too, you go through what's called these life reviews, where you not only review your life and what everything you've done, said, or thought, but also you look at the world in terms of how people viewed you and what you did as as in, in that background. So it's a fascinating experience, but uh, he was saying that... Um, um, actually, John F. Kennedy has, has come in now. He's been with us today. And he said that once we realize that we are all equal with everyone having uh, the spark of God or the supreme being within us, we will stop fighting among themselves, among ourselves and create a world of true peace and harmony. And one thing that uh, uh, Spencer Tracy is saying now, you know, uh, so-called Antifa, so-called Black Lives Matter, all they are are criminal thugs trying to blow up America, kill as many people as possible. I know in the in the in the town that I grew up in, uh, Olympia, Washington, late last year, there's uh, thugs from Antifa, and they would often murder people on the open street. And the mayor of Olympia, who's a Democrat, told the police to stand down, not arrest anyone. So people are killed. The place still isn't safe. Is that the kind of America we want? Do we want cities like that? How about in Seattle, where over 200 businesses have left during the last couple, couple of years under the, dem, uh, under the leadership of the, I'm not blaming Democrats, but they are Democrats, Democratic Mayor um, Jenny Durkin. Um, and most of the town now looks like a scene from 1966 Beirut, where it's all like bombed out. Everything's pl- plywood boards over the, uh, over the different businesses. If you went back three years ago, you'd have a great place, lots of family restaurants, businesses there. Now it's all boarded up. Is this the kind of America we want? Really? I mean, give me a break. I, I can't see why anybody in their right mind would like that, but it, they're thugs. They're thugs. Um, uh, Ronald Reagan has stepped in now. He said they're thugs like the, the, the Nazis of the 30s trying to impose their will upon the rest of, of, of America. So we don't, I don't have time for that. I don't think most Americans have time for that. And um, um, Gail, why don't you add your thoughts? I'm going to look for a, a funny clip to, to show from the Marx Brothers. Go ahead. Well, I'm just so concerned about, I've seen so much change in, you know, my own lifetime, Right. you know, from, you know, chemtrails in the sky, um, fluoridated water. So many things have been put out there to poison people. And it's been so difficult to wake people up. And I'm very concerned, but. I do believe we will come out of it, but we need more people to stand up. And that is, I mean, stand up for your rights. Um, we don't want the kind of uh, life that they have in mind for us. Right, right. I think people are waking up, actually. I do, too. I really do. You it's know, improved substantially, I, I'd say, just not... Not too far long ago, really. I mean, it just seems like it's happening faster and faster all the time. And, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, uh, we, we are ascending right now. And by mm-hmm. uh, end of August or September, we will shift into the, um, um, we will shift into the uh, fourth dimension. And two years later, 
we will shift into the um, fifth dimension. So that's what we're doing. I mean, there's really nothing that the um, um, that the negatives can do except cause us more problems and try to stop us from ascending. But they're not they're not going to do it, and I know that. So it's uh, I want everyone to to realize that we are winning, and to, we we are powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier planet. And so um, what you think you can create um, with your mind. And so I want everyone to, to try to be as positive as possible. Um, you know, when you, uh, when you think about the future and know that, um, uh, know, know that uh, we, are, we are getting a lot of help. If it's one thing to be aware of negative things that are happening, it's quite another to dwell on them. Right. Because what we focus on is what we get, and we need to focus on positive things. Right. Right. Bring that forward. Right. Right. Um, I've got um, I've got a funny clip I'd like to play from the Marx Brothers, and then uh, um, just do that now here. Let me play that. Let me put this. There we go. That was Jimmy Stewart. We have a little uh, to end to wrap up the show on a lighter note. Hey, boss, wait! Don't touch it! Don't! Don't! The boss! Oh, you had to be scared. You know, three managers before you died from eating poison food. This food doesn't like any more poison than any other hotel food. Give me. Oh that. no, boss! Look, you've got to have somebody to test the food. What do you need is a guinea pig. You eat the guinea pig. I'll stick to this. Give me I my... I don't steak. mean a real guinea pig. I mean a human guinea pig. I don't want to eat any kind of a guinea pig. I want my meal. Nah, there's a human guinea pig. He looks like a pig, but he doesn't look human. Uh, that food doesn't seem to be poisoned. Yeah, you can't tell. It hasn't reached his stomach yet. Uh, That's the seal of good housekeeping. Hey, what is this, a steak race? Now, see here, you guys. Give me back my lunch. Oh, no, you make a mistake. That's a mistake, and I want it. Hey, Come on. Hey, give Russell, me you want to give him a little something? No, thanks. They give me a heartburn.
just wanted to take a little shot, that's all. That's a it's long, a long cork. cork. <laughs> hey, you cheap crook, that bottle's empty. That's dry champagne. Oh, no, you don't. You want to get poisoned? Oh, I'm not sure that I'd mind anymore. Who's he talking to? Salt Lake City. <laughs> Couldn't spare just a little sip of that, huh? Well, if the coffee doesn't keep him awake, the cup and saucer will. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed that. This Monday will be an interesting show here on BBS. So starting at 12 noon Pacific time, I will be um, uh, channeling Jesus. I had a spiritual experience recently where I was in a local church and they had this beautiful statue of Jesus. This hasn't happened before. And I looked up in his eyes and the statue became alive. And I could tell he was looking at my eyes as well. And suddenly he filled my heart with uh, compassion and love. True story. And um, it's, it's changed me for the better. And um, um, I've been in contact with him ever since. I was before, but not in this as strong as it is now. And he wanted to give some um, uplifting messages about the Ascension for Humanity um, this Monday. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing show. And I, and I hope you all can listen. It's my German show. So it will be translated into German and, and English. So whether you live in the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, or speak German in uh, Germany, Austria, uh, or, or Switzerland, you'll be able to understand it because of the, because of the simultaneous uh, translation. Jesus was here, of course, 2,000 years ago, and he was part of what's called the 2,000-year ascension cycle. There are actually three different ascension cycles uh, now happening all at once on this planet. The first and, prime, first, first and foremost ascension cycle is 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 because of the the position of planet earth in the solar system as it goes around the central sun of this galaxy and every 25,800 years the planet um it this planet in this solar system goes around the central sun of this galaxy and it's called the um the mayans called it the katun uh, cycle it's it's a major ascension cycle and there's a second cycle where it's every 2,000 years where you get spiritual figures like uh, Jesus who come in. And so then you get a third ascension cycle, which happens every 100 years. And it's no, there's no, it's no accident that we had the Roaring Twenties in the United States and, and elsewhere as a time for intense cultural and spiritual evolution, revolution. And so we're seeing um, that uh, again today. And Jesus was part of that. He was sent down to, uh, he came down to this planet in an attempt to raise the consciousness of this planet for the ascension. But in some respects, he says it was a bit early. He had many, many important messages to give people, including the message to go within. Whenever you, and that's why meditation can be so important that all the answers lie within. Not only when he said within, he meant his, your heart, mind. That's why um, um, when he wants, he urges people to think uh, within their heart, mind, whenever you have an issue or problem, you always want to think. Um, within your heart, heart, mind for the solutions. But we'll be talking about that on Monday, and you're welcome to submit questions to him as well. It may be a live interview. Uh, I am going to be speaking to him tonight and tomorrow to prepare for the show. But but if you've got questions, feel free to send them to me at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, or you can send them to me at outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. Uh, I'll be happy to answer them, time permitting, um, 
uh, on the show. Um, it's always so much fun to talk to you, um, all of you today. With today's show, um, we, sh- uh, uh, we should we we had about 146 million listeners in over 100 countries. That's a 10 million jump from a week ago. And I want to thank everyone so much for your beautiful support. One of the things that all of the spirits now are saying, Humphrey Bogart, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Stewart. Um, and uh, Ronald Reagan and all these other, the great spirits and George Washington, they all realize it's a tough time for many Americans and people around the world. Um, but you have to be positive. Remember that um, there's a lot at stake here, but we have, we, have, uh, we have won the war against the negatives. And these are battles that are now playing out. One of the things you can do to help you and your family, if you want, if you want to improve the planet, is destroy your, is to kill your TV set. I know somebody who shot his TV set with a gun. What? Really? What, <laughs> what, what happened? What, Seriously. What? What? It, it just, you know, um, I asked him if it exploded. He said no. But it, I mean, it, it, it's a dead TV. That's yeah, for it's sure. a dead TV. But I don't think television sets are considered living beings. So you couldn't be charged with murder. No. Yeah. You couldn't be charged with murder. But um, at any rate, um, you know, and you've got to remember, even, you know, the media self um, is is controlled, and they do it in such a way to control people. Televisions, the images on television sets, are are frequency are are radiating at about 30, 60 hertz per second, and that's below the subconscious, the, the level of consciousness where you where you recognize, um, you can discern what's coming in. So if you just sit there and watch the boob tube all day, what happens is that you get programmed for ideas coming from from uh, from the cabal, big pharma, whatever. And you go, it goes into your mind and you don't have any discernment regarding um, what, what's, what, what the truth of it is. Um, and uh, a lot of people get brainwashed into doing all kinds of things that they shouldn't do. But we're, I know we're getting through this. And within a couple of months, my friends, we will be shifting into the fourth dimension by the end of August, early September. And then a little more than two years after that, we'll be shifting into the... Um, um, into the um, fifth dimension. That's going to be an amazing time. One of the most amazing place, places on planet Earth is Mount Shasta. Um, and that place now is shifting into the, um, it's already, I think it's in fifth. Shasta's in fifth. Really? Already? Yeah, close to fifth. Yeah, wow. it's close to fifth, if not. I know it's been in fourth for a long time. And you feel it there because you feel like you're kind of floating around when you're there. Now, the negatives have tried to destroy Mount Shasta. They've been spraying chemtrails and aluminum into the air of the Mount Shasta area for at least, let's say at least five years or more. Wow. Uh, and then and people have taken air samples and soil samples and samples of trees around the Mount Shasta area, sent them into laboratories and found out that, 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 that the, the rate of aluminum particles in the air and in the soil is thousands of times higher than what it should be. And what they do with the aluminum um, they basically are trying to give humans Alzheimer's disease, as well as um, making the, for- the, fi- the forest around the Shasta area very susceptible to, uh, to fires. Because if you've got a tree covered in, in, in nanoparticles from the aluminum, it makes it much easier to, to light. And also, it, they, the, the, uh, the trees themselves burn much faster and much hotter as well. That was a big issue the last couple of years when the negatives were intentionally burning up much of, uh, much of California. Um, what, um, what Biden did, the fake president a year ago did, he, he, he shut down all campgrounds, all camping in Northern California from Sacramento North to the Oregon border 
then west to the Pacific Ocean and east to the Nevada order, a huge area, because there was a lot of spiritual activity there, a lot of people having different conferences and whatnot. But of course, the negatives and the uh, negative entities and the reptilians who were behind Biden didn't want that activity going on, so we shot down, shut down all these areas. But we persevered. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, I'll be out there soon. And, and if you want more inter- information about my trips, please send me an email to out of this world, uh, 1150 at gmail.com or out of this world radio at uh, protonmail.com. Um, yeah, you have something to say? Yeah. I just wanted to add um, if, if people would look up Gale of Gaia free range, either I'm, I'm on YouTube, I'm on BitChute, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Odyssey and Rumble. And, and I interview people that um, are putting the truth forward and that, are, that will help you Absolutely. And, and to learn how to go within and all Good. that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I think uh, we're going to look back at this time in human history in years to come and your children and your children's children are going to ask you, mommy and daddy, what were you doing during the ascension? And you so think about that because it is coming and a lot of kids being born today and in the future, in the near future, are star children. They've come in from other planets. Um, I don't think you're from you're from this earth. I, I think so I think you're Pleiadian actually, <laughs> but I know I'm I'm from the Pleiades. Yeah. Um, but at anyway, a lot of people are not from this planet. They're in from other civilizations, and they've come here to to help with the ascension and also to see to witness it as well. I want to tell everyone that it's um. It's 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 not a not a right to be here right now. It's it's a privilege because there were lots of different um, uh, benevolent spirits um, and who, who wanted to be part of this this human evolution right now, but they um, there weren't enough bodies for people to come in. So they're they're watching. Of all the planets in the universe, in this universe, Earth is the most exciting place to be now. You know, it really is. It, it's there's so much going on. Um, of course, there's some of it's negative, but there's a, the, the positive things happening right now are far more than, than the negative things happening. And what they always say, nothing can stop what is coming. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. And it's all good. Or as... As we get through right, some of the bad. Right, right. Yeah. Or yeah. as, as uh, Data would say on Star Trek, resistance is futile. So... Um, <laughs> I think it is futile. It is futile. (laughs) Futile. They can't stop it. There's nothing they can do to stop our evolution and turning into a beautiful and happy planet. And I think as the days and the weeks and the months go on, roll by this year and next year, we're going to look back in this period and and, um, be proud. We need a pat on the back because, you see, back in the late 80s, Nostradamus um, spoke to him about this. He he forecasted that the um, U.S. would have a nuclear war. Many American cities would be blown up by the year 2025 or sorry, 2005. But we would make it through and we would shift into the fifth dimension by 2038. Well, this last time I checked, um, all American cities have there's no American cities that, that have been blown up by any nuclear uh, weapons. Uh, we haven't had a third nuclear war and we are shifting now and uh, into the fifth dimension. Uh, we started that process and the year is 2022. So we are, according to the old timelines, we are 16 years ahead of schedule and we have to thank ourselves uh, for that. And it's coming a lot faster um, than people thought it would be. Um, but uh, we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. 
And um, I encourage everyone to try to visualize, visualize the kind of society that you want um, rather than the that's kind of society that's being forced down you and stand up to government or corporations that want you to take the shot or throw your freedoms away because we're powerful spiritual beings and we can, we can, um, if we all work together, we can make this world a better place. Mahatma Gandhi threw out the British in 1947, and he was one person using nonviolence to stop um, the British Empire from enslaving the beautiful Indian people. And he was successful, too. And what that reminded me is I thought of Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Yeah, that's what she said back <laughs> in the 80s to premarital sex for young people. They said, so kids, don't have sex. Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> or drugs too. Yeah, drugs, drugs too. yeah, no drugs. Yeah, it's, it's just just say no. But in a way, it does make sense because all power lies within you, within your heart. And if we all rise up and stand together, there's nothing that they can do to stop us. I've said this, I've mentioned this experiment before, but in 19, in um, June of 1942, the Nazis, of course, controlled Denmark. And there were school teachers, then they wanted all the school teachers in Denmark to um, to teach Nazi doctrine to the little school children. Every single teacher st- stood up to the Nazis and said, no, we're not going to do that. And you know what? The Nazis never were able to teach Nazi, uh, Nazi doctrine to school children in Denmark, and they gave up. And not one school teacher went to, to a concentration camp. They were successful. That's because everyone stood up at the same time. If we stand all up to Biden and all this nonsense that he's trying to do at once against him, all of his policies in the cabal, they will, all, they will all fail. Look what the wonderful Canadian truckers did up in Canada in the yes. spring. You know, they nearly brought down the Trudeau government. I don't think he's been able to, to, to force people to do all these shot requirements like he tried. And furthermore, um, um, it, it, expired, it inspired people uh, across the world to stand up. In, this, in the United States as well, they had a truck. Truckers yeah, protest. Went, yeah, went yeah. to went what to Washington. To that? Do you have any information on that? The last time I heard, well, for one thing, it wasn't covered by the cabal media. I should get somebody on to sure. talk about it. But they did meet with Congress and members of Congress, and I think it did have an effect. I know in Washington State, um, where I live, um, uh, the Democratic Governor Inslee um, got nervous about what could happen because he saw what happened in Canada. So then that's when Inslee, the democratic governor in Washington state started pulling back on some of the, some of the, some of the mandates um, that he had had legally uh, issued. It's interesting now in the last month, he's, the newspapers came out uh, the media said that he's gotten COVID now has gone into isolation. Usually my friends, when when there's a story like that in the mainstream press, it means that they've been arrested yes. and they're on their way to get mo for for a possible trial and a possible execution. So that's why you don't see Governor Inslee anymore in Washington State because the guy's in prison somewhere on his either probably at Gitmo right now. And um but that's what the code word is, um, according to my sources. That what about the governor of Oregon? She was just as bad, if I recall. Is that Brown? Yeah, Brown. I don't know too much about her. Uh, Newsom actually took the third booster shot um, in uh, early January of this year. And right after that, his doctor, he was supposed to get a placebo, but the doctor gave, hated him and gave him the real shot. And so within, <laughs> within, within a day, he had a day or two, he had Guillain-Barre disease, where he was uh, completely paralyzed. And what happened then is that he was arrested by the U.S. Marines and brought to get, get Mo under, under, under charges. 
And for, from my sources, credible sources, he was executed um, for crimes against humanity and for pedophilia. And, and in um, January 26, 2022. So he's dead. But no sooner than, that's, than that came out, than Hollywood cabal was looking for an actor to replace him. They were openly, openly advertising in Hollywood for a body double, and they found one. And so now we've got a Newsom who's got slightly darker hair, wider facial features, slightly darker complexion. Um, for hair, hair, uh, the, the, the hairline is probably slightly back. Um, so we've got this guy now parading around as the Governor Newsom. So, uh, you know, what can you say? It's, I, yeah. I just feel like the, the, one of the biggest things that needs to happen is the mass, mass media needs to be taken down or to be taken over. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Right. Because they continue to lie to the people, right, and uh, right. and and hoodwink the people, right, right. and um, unfortunately, not everybody does research like we would like them to do, right. right. Um, but they're tired from working all day, so well, I can understand their. Yeah, people get into a, a hamster trap. You know, we're constantly on the cycle. But one thing, you know, here's a, here's an idea, uh, Don and Doug, for your own show. Maybe when um, when. Um, uh, when CNN is taken over by the by the good guys and forced to tell the truth, maybe you could move your studios to the CNN Center in Atlanta and broadcast from there. Man, that's just an idea. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if it'd be possible or not. But I want everyone to have a beautiful and happy day. If you have any um, any questions for any of the actors or actresses, Humphrey Bogart and other friends today, please send them to me at Out of This World. 1150 at gmail.com. I will be channeling Jesus Live on my show on Monday as a result of my spiritual experience I had recently. And um, uh, so I, I hope you all, all can listen to that. That'll be a BB, uh, BBS uh, Radio 1. And thanks so much, Gail, for coming on today and join, joining me on these shows. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I didn't say much, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it's been great to have your great to have your help. Usually I carry it on my own, but it's nice to have you here. And well, I such, want to thank Don and Doug for their fantastic help. And um, and um, looks like uh, anyway, um, I couldn't do it without without their help. And believe me, my friends, uh, within six months things are going to be much better. Within a year, they're going to be much better than than now. There is a message I've gotten, repeated message from the Pleiadians that October twenty second is is going to be a day that many people will be very happy with. It could be the release of the medbeds. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I knew that I do know the medbeds are coming. Um, no matter what age you are, if you want to age regress yourself and go back to 29 and start another family, you can do that with the medbeds. And it's, mm-hmm. it's technology that's been um, in the pocket of the um, in the cabal and the secret space program for decades. We paid for it. You know, really? your tax dollars paid just for it, but you haven't been able to use it. We can't use it. You know, we're just like the slave worker bees. Uh, doing I heard it for the them. middle of uh, July, but again, uh-huh. that's just hearsay. Right. Um, so I can't, you know, deny or confirm. <laughs> well, I've heard I've heard a lot of things happening as far as like what's happening with the with with the med beds, and so I think it's going to be. Um, they, they are coming, and it's something that's. Um, um, it will be, um, it's almost here. I think it's, and it'll it's be free. Here. There's some scams going on out there too. They said, you want to make an appointment, uh, mm. for the med bed mm. and, mm-hmm. and you sign up for it and they'll send you a message back, say, Oh, to register, we need $300. 
Okay. Well, just be careful. You know, we're still 3D and you still get people out there who's going to um, take advantage of that. So, um, yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, we can we can keep talking. <laughs> so, anyway, but, um, um, yeah. We but, still have time? Uh, we have time. Yeah, we can, we can go for another uh, 20 minutes easy. Oh, wow. So, if you okay. want. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. Yeah. What yeah. else is relevant? Um, well, we cover a lot of topics today. Um, anyway, Don, we can wrap up today's show anytime you like, my friend. But uh, at any rate, I know he's he's probably busy, uh, you know, getting getting other shows. But uh, um, well, when I when I started this program back in uh, 2013, okay, thank you, my friend. We'll talk a few more minutes. Thanks, Don. Um, the the angels told me that they they wanted me to to start this show. And to start writing books. And so I've been following their advice um, ever since. Everyone has guardian angels who help them. And if you just have to ask for help, it's a free will planet. And everyone has a purpose here um, as, as far. And if you're feeling a little lost, you need some guidance, feel free to call me or just send me an email to out of this world um, 1150 at gmail.com. I'm, I'm happy to help. I have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side. And um, we're all meant for a purpose. Um, the, the, the thing is, is that when you reincarnate on this planet, um, you, you're, you're completely in the dark because everybody, every spirit here has amnesia. You forget everything. Yeah, our memories are wiped. Too. Memories are wiped. So it took me 45 or 50 odd years to realize what my purpose is here. But once I did, then it's, life becomes a lot easier. Everyone has a purpose here. And before you reincarnate on this planet, you sit around with your guides and supreme being or God, if you will, and you figure out what you want to learn and what situations you want to be with, with certain people. Um, and then there's a certain amount of free will built, built into that too. If you want to change directions and go off different directions. Um, but that's what I know about life plans before you come into this planet. Mm-hmm. And for some people who've taken the shop program, they, um, they contracted, they agreed to go through the shot to have that experience. I wouldn't want it, but some people have. So, you know, um, uh, so it's, it's a tough thing because, you know, that they take it. They're not probably not going to make it. Um, but um, we're all here for a purpose. Uh, we all chose to be here at this time. And many people within your family groups, too, are part of your soul family. And you've agreed to reincarnate as, as part of that. A lot of times... Um, if you've, if, if um, your dad in a previous life, lifetime might have been your brother, or you might have been his father, or your mom might have been your sister. I mean, it all works around. And if you do a past life regression, you'll find that out. It's pretty amazing. Um, it's like a like Shakespearean play. Yeah. Everyone has a different, um, a different um, idea of what, they, what they'd like to do. And so that's what you have to do is just to kind of roll with it. It's like a big play. We all, but just different actors and actresses. And I guess that was fun about talking to the different actors and actresses earlier because they all played these different roles and they're still very much alive on the other side. I know I'll be talking to them again in the future here and I'll have another, another show with them too. There's a lot of, uh, a lot more actors. I wasn't sure about the time and how long it would take, but there was more actors and actresses I could have talked to today. Um, but you know who anyway. I thought of? No. I, I was wondering about the Three Stooges, just for the funny oh. guys. <laughs> <laughs> three Stooges. Well, yeah, yeah, they could they could come in. What is it, Larry? Larry? Um, Mo and Larry? Larry Mo and um, 
the, the, I can't the remember guy. Oh my god! Yeah, right. Yeah, there were three of them there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just fun. saw a picture of them too, and they had them there, and they were saying they were the January sixth committee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a bunch of nonsense! January sixth. Yeah, yeah. Well, it totally yeah, is. Yeah, a bunch of nonsense. Um, yeah. Mer- Mer- god, I can't believe I can't. It'll come that. next time, next yeah. show. We'll t- we'll bring we'll bring him in and talk to him. Well, I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show. And if you'd like to support us, just go to the BBS website or to my website at outofthisworld1150.com and feel free to donate whatever you like. I also have a mentoring program where I teach people to um, to look into the future and find the winning lotto numbers for next Monday. Just kidding. Um, but I do I do teach time travel, among other things. And I want to tell everyone we really do have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. Just hang in there and think positively about things because I know good things are coming for all of us. So I want to thank uh, Don and Doug for all their fantastic help. It's always a great pleasure to be here with them. And um, thank you so much for helping me make the world a better place. And thanks so much um, um, as well, Gail, for being here and joining me on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate being invited. (laughs) Great. Great. Okay, and thanks so much, Don. This is Beautiful Water Song. Bye-bye, everyone. Most love for you.